Hello, and welcome to the Brunch with BBB podcast, featuring your hosts, Louise Belize and Katherine Honeycutt of BBB Serving Eastern North Carolina. Hey guys, this is Luis. How are you, amigos? And this is Catherine, and we are the Brunch with BBB podcast. Uh, yeah. So as promised, we are going to do the scam of the week. And today's scam is, ta- is uh, we're going to talk about the shortage scam, it's price gouging, all these things that are going on. We're going to talk about the missing toilet paper. Where did this toilet paper go, guys? This is incredible. <laughs> Also, we're going to talk about hand sanitizer, face masks. These things are all selling out um, in all stores across the U.S. and Canada. And scammers are obviously taking advantage of the situation and stockpiling items in high demand, right? Like this, toilet paper. My wife and I cannot find toilet paper for the life of us. But be extremely careful um, if these people contact you online um, in person through text messages and they are um, accepting payments through all methods and they are actually charging maybe double or even um, the third of what these products cost so you know um, just hold on the ride is almost over um, don't don't buy from scammers don't buy from websites that you don't um, know of and um, for more information, you can always check bbb.org for legitimate companies or even bbb.org slash forward slash um, coronavirus just to um, stay on top of the local scams that are happening during this time around. So, um, you know, I pray that you find toilet paper, that you find masks um, and um, even hand sanitizer. And today we have a very special guest that Catherine's going to give the the introduction to and we're going to find out a little bit of what what he's doing and how he is providing you know hand sanitizer yeah it's it's a big mix-up it it's very interesting thank you for that louise um our guest today is our good old friend dave from duplin winery and um we'll we'll touch on the hand sanitizer thing a little bit later but um welcome dave we're so excited to have you um, and I'll just give you, you know, a minute to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company for those who don't know how awesome it is. Well, I definitely appreciate that. And, uh, it's an honor being here with y'all today. And, uh, even though it's by computer, uh, <laughs> faces and, uh, Luis, he's got a nice smile, doesn't he? Boy, he smiles all the time. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> My name's uh, Dave Fussell, and I've uh, been very lucky in the fact that uh, uh, when I was a little boy, my father, who was a uh, school teacher and a part-time preacher, decided that he was going to start farming on the side, and uh, he started growing corn and soybeans, and uh, around the early 70s, a big winery from New York came down, and got a hold of the North Carolina Department of Agriculture and they visited a bunch of farmers and came by and met my dad and said, listen, if you'll grow muscadine grapes for us, we'll pay you $350 per ton. So uh, he, uh, being a part-time preacher, he had to pray a little bit about this because he knew he was going to make wine. And Anyway, he, he set out <laughs> 20 acres of delicious sweet muscadine grapes and it takes about four years for a little vine to fully mature. And while he was waiting on that first big crop, the big winery said, 
oh no, we've got too many grapes. But I don't hear you growing grapes for us, but there's 67 other families in North Carolina growing these grapes. And the only way we can use all of them is uh, if we pay you $150 per ton. I don't know mm -hmm. if you ever seen Fred Semple, but he used to have a heart attack. Oh, Elizabeth, it's the big one. And my father, <laughs> of course, said, oh, Ann, it's a big one. And uh, of course, I know what are we going to do with all these grapes? And my grandfather, who owned a little general store in Rose Hill, said, let's clear out the back end and we'll make our own wines. And so the very first wines we made, uh, actually, as a little kid, I helped my, my father stomp the grapes. And we had... Uh, we didn't have self-sticking labels back then. We had to lick them like an old stamp back in the day. Uh, wow. big <laughs> stamps. And I quickly found out that it, uh, it made you feel good if you licked a whole bunch of them. So I always volunteered. I'm it. I'm it. I'm the lick of the night. But uh, it off really small, 20, 20 cases of wine the first year and uh, 1,000 cases the next. And um, these local... Other growers, uh, 67 families, they were in the same situations we were. So they went back to the agriculture department. They were a little upset that uh, now they they were promised one price but paid another. And the agriculture department felt like, you know, they, they helped these guys get in trouble. Can we help get them out? So the agriculture department went to the commerce department here in the state of North Carolina and came back with a new law, whereas wines made from North Carolina grape gone grow excuse me, wines made from North Carolina grown grapes, the state of North Carolina would not charge the excise alcohol tax on that wine. So that gave uh, my folks uh, a pricing advantage on the food mm -hmm. line of Walmart store shelves. Um, all of a sudden we started selling wine. And uh, well, everything looked really good. Uh, outgrew my granddaddy's general store in 1983. My daddy borrowed 1.28 1.28 million dollars and uh, built a brand new winery, capable of making 50,000 <laughs> cases of wine a year. And in 1986, some fancy lawyers from New York came down and took that tax break to the North Carolina Supreme Court and it got ruled unconstitutional. And mm. uh, now we lost that pricing advantage. And our mm -hmm. sales dropped from 46,000 cases to about 4,000 cases by 1990. That's when I graduated. We went from uh, 27 associates to one. Uh, <laughs> and um, my father lost his home and uh, pickup truck because that was collateral on the on the note there at the local bank. Mm -hmm. And uh, things were not looking very good. Uh, I graduated from East Carolina University in the spring and, uh, of 1990. And my father said, Dave, I got a good opportunity for you. I said, what's that? He said, you're now the president of Duke of Wine. Well, I don't want no. That's mama's <laughs> job. I don't want it. And I'm already going back to teaching school and, and she was a teacher by trade too. And he said, no, she needs to go back to teaching school because she can make way more money than she ever will at this darn winery. And um, anyway, uh, so I came on board uh, and uh, Got really lucky that uh, as we grew, a lot of very talented and smart people decided to work with me. And together, we've been very blessed that in 1996, uh, the French came out and said that drink wines, red wines, they said red wines. If you drink red wines, you'll get to live longer. 
you'll have 42% less chance of having heart disease and 38% less chance of having cancer. So that really gave us a, a boost. And then in 1996, Campbell University and 22 other universities across America started studying wines for the Nolot compound called Resveratrol. And they found mm -hmm. that muscadine grapes and muscadine wines, not only in its red wines, but also in its white wines, have seven times more of these wonderful antioxidants or familiar compounds <laughs> like this veritrol major acid. That news got put on the front page of the News and Reserver up in Raleigh where y'all are. Yeah. August 1996 and our business has grown. Probably we were probably selling about nine thousand cases by then and today we're selling over half a million cases of wine. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So Starting out, what'd you say, 20 cases a year, and now you're um, over half a million cases? Yeah, it amazes me. I mean, we, we, we have such such a great team of bright people, and, uh, you know, they I listen to them. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but sometimes I get my way, but most times they get their way. And, uh, <laughs> luckily for me and uh, my family, uh, we, we have them on board, and we we, we're blessed too whenever we don't have a you know a virus stopping our tourists from coming down to get about 300,000 visitors a year come to our location at North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and about 60,000 folks a year come and enjoy our wines and go on a tour here in Roseville, North Carolina. That's awesome, Dave. You know, I'm actually honored to be on this podcast with you and being able to, to see you to see your face through this um, platform, right? I'm sorry for listeners who don't have this advantage right now, <laughs> but um, I grew up, well, I, I lived in various uh, states here in, in the Carolinas, and I, um, when we moved to North Carolina, I'm sorry, in the U.S., but when we moved to North Carolina, we moved to a small town called Lumberton, so it's Robertson yeah. County. Yeah. And we've heard about Dublin Winery, and that was one of the first visits that we ever made with my parents, and we fell in love, and... You know, it's amazing. So now talking to you, it's like, wow, you got to go tell my parents. Well, I'm just a country boy, but uh, we had three growers actually in Robinson County, right outside of Lumberton, growing grapes for us. I know that they went to Lumberton, they're pirates from Lumberton High School. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. but with all that being said, Dave, um, you know, with all this pandemic, with the pandemic going on with the coronavirus, how has um, this affected or impacted your business? And uh, what adjustments have you had to make? Well, you know, um, I guess, number one, a lot of folks were very nervous because we, we really didn't know uh, the just how contagious the virus would be or how deadly it was going to be so we, we right away uh probably did some things that were not right and uh hurt some people's feelings and in our in our business uh with these uh, total 360,000 visitors a year coming to see us we were very nervous about our our staff and our associates so um we we sent um i don't know if it's against the law or what but i told everybody who was 60 years old to go home and we'll keep paying. And uh, that was the first thing we did. And uh, we made plans and 
then we changed plans because things would change overnight and make more plans and you wake up the next morning and you know that you had new rules and regulations that you had to follow uh so eventually uh we we had to close down our uh, little bistro restaurant in rose hill and um we had to um make some tough decisions um we have a lot of great part-time people who were working with us and we hope they'll come back but we had to lay those part-time people off we kept our full-time people on uh and eventually we sent about probably 70% of those folks home with pay. And we're trying to pay them uh, until we can get this thing turned around. And then we're going to beg a whole bunch of those part-time people that had to apply for unemployment to please come back and, and visit with us. Um, we have um, also, uh, yeah, we because we had a restaurant uh, and because so many of our uh, associates uh, you know, are stuck at home, and uh, even though they're getting paid, maybe their spouses are not being paid. Uh, so we, uh, my brother Jonathan and uh, his team started purchasing uh, food through U.S. Foods uh, using our wholesale uh, price that we were getting from our bistro restaurant, and we've been distributing mm -hmm. that food on Fridays and Saturdays to our folks in South Carolina and North Carolina. Um, another thing that we really have done, um, which is, I probably donated a little bit too much, but uh, we had this shortage of hand sanitizer. And yeah. We were thinking, you know, what in the world, you know, it's the, the most effective hand sanitizer is made from some type of alcohol and, and uh, a lot of it's made from ethanol, which is is, is that alcohol that's found in, in our wines. And so we um, hooked up with a little distillery in um, Little Washington, North Carolina. And uh, we, we donated 15,000 gallons of our wine to be made into hand sanitizer. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, it's still not a lot, so we had to pick and choose winners, and that's kind of a difficult thing. And mm -hmm. me being here in eastern North Carolina, I, I just wanted to pick a, a place to donate you know, the sanitizer to someone or some place that would affect eastern North Carolinians. Uh, mm -hmm. And Vida Healthcare has 16 hospitals within eastern North Carolina. So the bulk of this is uh, being donated to those doctors and nurses and other frontline people through that system of 16 hospitals and all their doctor's offices and different things like that. And then, of course, uh, I, I'm trying to get out some tickets. So I, I, I give them the Rose Hill Police Department a gallon or two and uh, <laughs> the department and the rescue squad in case something happens, you know, to come down and get it. Uh, so Covering we, all your bases with them, right? Getting yeah, them all. Your doctors, your police. I love it. I, I brought uh, I brought a gallon of it home to my wife and my son, and he's 21 now, and he said, "So this is made from uh, actually brandy, huh, Dad?" I said, "Yeah," and he 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 drank it. I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? It's got glycol in it, but you know, but glycol is a is a food grade product, but anyway." <laughs> It didn't taste very good there, so that's all right. 
we've done that and um basically you know our whole goal is to to uh is, is to stay in business and keep these folks mm -hmm. employed and you know the lord's been so good to us and yeah. I, I think you reap what you sow and, and so i need to sow in and try to do what we can for our community and for our friends and um also blessed that grocery store sales are or jamming uh <laughs> people wine was selling like toilet paper and uh uh paper towels but it's selling uh very well so <laughs> we're offset we've had a little offset by our wholesale side of our business that's helping mm -hmm. us keep these folks employed and uh important most importantly well just as important our great growers uh hopefully will be paid in september we have 54 families now growing about 1600 acres of grapes for us that's awesome and so so incredible how you're you know you guys are struggling but you still see the value in supporting the community and i just think that's such a testament to your character and the business that you're running and um it's just a great opportunity that i want to take to share a little bit about the shop local page that we've been promoting lately at bbb um you know during a crisis like this pandemic supporting local businesses is crucial because we have to keep our local economy up and the best way to do that is to continue supporting those local businesses and so we created bbbshoplocal.org as a resource for consumers to go visit and um, it's categorized by region so you can search for accredited businesses all across the state now um, and it also gives specific instructions on how you can support them and so just like you know you're supporting the community the community can support you back and so i want to mention that resource for our listeners and also um dave i assume they can you know they can't come visit you right now but they can buy your wine and yeah. um hopefully hearing your story i know it's encouraged us and i'm sure our listeners will just you know soak it all in and they will love it too um so is there anything else that you want to share before we kind of close out um and i definitely want to mention your website is duplinwinery.com is that right yeah, yes it is and they can yep, visit so. the winery and uh actually um we 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 are open in our retail rooms okay uh, now uh just can't come and do a tasting which is the best part of visiting but um <laughs> love to see somebody i think we have four people visit the winery this morning so uh, yeah. we'll be, you, know. <laughs> but, uh you know i just want everybody to stay safe and, and know that uh there's a lot of people in in uh eastern north carolina uh that are uh affected and i know throughout our great state and um i know that we're going to overcome this and uh I just want to thank anybody who's listening and happens to be a, a Duplin drinker, I guess, to uh, to say thank you. And I greatly appreciate your support. Yes, Dave, thank you once again for joining us. To all of our listeners, once this is over, please go visit our friend Dave at Duplin Winery. It's amazing. Dave, I think my wife and I are going to take a trip there pretty soon once this is over. <laughs> Bring your little baby. Hey, yeah. yeah. I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. All right. Kids are allowed. Kids simple. 
right. Yeah, kids, right. kids are allowed. You'll, you'll, Louise will just have to get baby Nicholas's sample. So <laughs> more for Louise, but um, really Dave, thank you so much. And um, we are just so appreciative that you would take the time to talk with us today. And, you know, for our listeners, like we said, duplinwinery.com, We'll put it in the description of the podcast so you can visit them there. Um, and then for any questions about BBB, go to BBB.org or follow us on social at BBB Eastern NC. Um, but with that, it's a wrap of our podcast today, and we hope all of you have a great day. Goodbye, amigos.